97 ANC bigwigs identified as looters by the Zondo Commission still have to be successfully prosecuted. The Democratic Alliance wants an anti-corruption commission to do so. The African National Congress wants the Independent Directorate Against Corruption. We speak to Glynis Breitenbach, the Democratic Alliance's Shadow Minister of Justice. Glynis, welcome. Please tell us what's the difference between the two. Um, hi, Chris. Thanks. So, look, there's, a, there's quite a big difference. Um, the, the investigative directorate that, uh, that the ANC wants to make permanent is housed within the National Prosecuting Authority. Uh, so in that sense, it is uh, dependent upon the budget of the National Prosecuting Authority for its budget. And as we all know, the National Prosecuting Authority's budget has been, uh, has been reduced. And, uh, and they do not have sufficient funds uh, to properly run the National Prosecuting Authority. So they, they, can't, um, they can't go out and recruit the kind of people that they need because they don't have the money. Um, and they don't have security of tenure. Everybody will remember the, the Directorate for Special Operations or the Scorpions as they were known. Um, was disbanded with great glee by the very ANC who now wants to establish this investigative directorate. And the reason it was disbanded, regardless of whatever they will say, and they bleat about it quite a lot, it was, it was disbanded because the Scorpions successfully prosecuted big corruption matters, including... Tanya Ngeni, including Jackie Salebi. And and there was and we all remember the the eruptions that that raged about the Salebi prosecution. How the Minister of Justice tried to lean on Vusi Picoli, the then Minister of Justice, tried to lean on Vusi Picoli to uh, to to ensure that he wasn't that Salebi wasn't prosecuted, uh, tried to interfere in the independence of the National Prosecuting Authority. To ensure that uh, Celebi wasn't prosecuted, um, so and when he was prosecuted and successfully and was sent to jail, then there was the Travelgate scandal where so many MPs were uh, accused of uh, abusing their travel allowances uh, for private purposes, uh, and and the Scorpions went after those members of Parliament. Um, the majority of whom were from the ANC. And then the Scorpions were closed out. They couldn't close them down quickly enough because they'd felt the bite. So you couldn't, as they so often love to tell us, it's their turn to eat. You couldn't eat without consequences. So they closed the Scorpions down, and we all know what happened. Uh, you know, they then it was downhill from there. They closed the Scorpions down, so that very successful, very well-resourced, very experienced uh, group of prosecutors, investigators, forensically skilled people were dissipated. They were, they were transferred to all over the country to various units, not specialist units. All their skills were lost. Uh, a lot of them left and went to the private sector where they could earn a hell of a lot more money. And, uh, and so those skills, are, for all intents and purposes, they've been lost to the National Prosecuting Authority. Now the government tells us 
that they're serious about corruption and they want to approach as, and we want to adopt a zero tolerance approach to corruption. And so they, uh, after a, a lot of pressure and a lot of, uh, there's on the commission, a lot of public pressure, a lot of political pressure, uh, from all, and pressure from all walks of society, they've come up with this brilliant idea, brilliant in inverted commas, of course, this brilliant idea to, uh, to resuscitate or reinvent or reincarnate the scorpion is just in a weaker form. So it's under-resourced, uh, both with regards to human resources as with regards to money. Is a massive paucity of skills, so no experienced prosecutors uh, to, to man it, no experienced investigators to man it, and zero forensic skills. And they want us to believe that this making it a permanent fixture within the National Prosecuting Authority will be the answer to corruption in South Africa. Well, it won't. So the Anti-Corruption Commission, the Chapter 9 institution that, that is a private member's bill that I'm sponsoring and that is a DA bill, what we want, and, and, and let me acknowledge up front that we leaned heavily on accountability now. Uh, they had drafted a, a, a bill that they wanted to amend the Constitution with. We've... we've taken that ball, we've made amendments to it, we've added to it, but um, uh, let me acknowledge uh, from the from the outset that their, uh, that their work was of enormous help. Um, we've drafted a bill that will provide for an anti-corruption commission, it will be independent. So the investigative directorate, even when it's made permanent within the NPA, is not independent. It's only as independent as is the National Prosecuting Authority. And I speak from my own experience, but we've all seen that the National Prosecuting Authority at times is not independent. And it can be interfered with. And we've seen how the Scorpions was closed down. There's no security of tenure. Why will those people come back? Why would anyone want to go back to an, a so-called permanent investigative directorate when it was so easy to close it down? And all of those people lost their life's work overnight. Uh, so, so it's not independent and it doesn't have security of tenure. The, the Anti-Corruption Commission, on the other hand, the Chapter 9 institution that we envisage and propose, stands outside of the National Prosecuting Authority. It's independent of the National Prosecuting Authority. It's a Chapter 9 institution in terms of the Constitution of South Africa. It uh, has a it requires a heightened majority to dissolve it in Parliament, a majority that, thank the good Lord, the ANC will never in Parliament see again, uh, whereas the investigative director just gets closed down by a simple majority of Parliament. Um, it will be independent in terms of budget. It will negotiate its own budget directly with Treasury, and it will be responsible to Parliament. It will answer to Parliament for its performance. So it will not be reliant upon the budget of the National Prosecuting Authority, and we all know that the National Prosecuting Authority is dependent upon their budget from the Department of Justice. So if the Department of Justice doesn't want them to do a good job, they just don't give them money. If the Department of Justice doesn't want them to be able to fight corruption effectively and efficiently, they just don't give them money. And that's the case now. They're not giving them a... They, they, they're talking the talk, but they fail to walk the talk. An independent... Chapter 9 institution 
properly resourced, both financially and with human resources, with proper forensic skills, with its own budget that it negotiates itself, and is answerable only to Parliament, will have all of the things that it requires. It will be independent, truly independent in the proper sense of the word. It will not be dependent on the whims of any political party, whether it's the ANC who's in government or anybody else, because let's face it, we don't want to go down this road again, regardless of whomsoever is in government. So uh, so they will be independent, they will be insulated, and they'll be able to do their job properly without any fear, without any favour, without any prejudice, because there'll be no danger that they'll be closed down just because they go after somebody who may be well-connected. And those are the differences. With the ANC now wanting to keep the ID in the NPA, how are you going to get the two-third majority in Parliament that you need for the Anti-Corruption Commission? Well, we're going to... First of all, we supported the, the National Prosecuting Authority Amendment Bill, which is the bill that makes the ID permanent. We reported it with some reservation. It was quite a lot of reservation and some trepidation, simply because... We don't believe that it's the answer to the problem of corruption in South Africa. We don't believe it's the answer to the problems of crime in South Africa, and we don't believe it addresses at all the issue of organized crime. And if you don't address organized crime, then you may as well not try to address the corruption. So we've supported that simply because it may, it may possibly go some small way to improving the fight against corruption in South Africa. And so we've supported it. Our bill is a, is a private member's bill. It will serve in, in Parliament uh, this year. Um, I believe that we'll get the two-thirds majority because our bill is much wider than the investigative directorate. We envisage, we envisage an elite crime-fighting unit that has all of the resources that it requires. So experienced and efficient and willing and able prosecutors, which the NPA lacks, experienced and efficient and willing and able investigators, which the police lack. We will put them in one building where they will work in conjunction with each other in prosecutor-led investigations. In-house, they will have the forensic skills that are required to investigate these matters. So cyber forensic skills, accounting forensic skills, and any other specialist skills that are required, either in-house or available on an outsourced basis. A budget that is properly negotiated with Treasury so that it can fight crime. But more importantly, uh, it includes provisions that address uh, organized crime. So we keep hearing about um, you know, the, the issues with regards to tobacco smuggling. We keep hearing about the building mafia. We keep hearing about uh, a mafioso-style approach in the transport industry. Organized crime is alive and well and thriving in South Africa. And the only way to stop corruption, the only way to adopt a zero-tolerance approach to corruption is to also adopt the same approach to organized crime. And this bill does that. So it's, it covers a much wider ground than the, the, than the, the investigative directorate's uh, 
portfolio, and it uh, it has a different structure in that it's properly resourced, it's independent, and it answers only to Parliament. It doesn't answer to the Minister of Justice. It's not dependent on the Minister of Justice. And I don't think there's any political party in Parliament, any political party in Parliament, including the ANC, who wants to take the risk of being that party that doesn't support a proposed bill that that obviously addresses the problems of organized crime and corruption in South Africa. South Africans are tired of organized crime. South Africans are tired of crime. They're punch drunk. They're sick and tired of crime. They're sick and tired of being afraid to go home at night in case they get hijacked. They're sick and tired of being afraid to go to sleep at night because they're afraid of a house robbery. They cannot walk in the streets. They can't allow their children in the streets. South Africans are not safe in their own country and they're sick of it. And so I don't believe that any political party will want to run the risk of not supporting a private member's bill that goes a long way to effectively address organized crime and corruption in this country. And if you, if you do, what, what then ha- happens to the plans for IDAC? Does the Cor- Anti-Corruption Commission then usurp that? Or can the two bodies exist at the same time? I'm hoping to, um, to retain the buy-in of the National Prosecuting Authority. The Anti-Corruption Commission is not intended to be competition for the National Prosecuting Authority. They will, it will run parallel to it, and they will have overlapping areas of jurisdiction. And the, the, a very important uh, aspect of the Anti-Corruption Commission is that it will run in consultation with the National Director of Public Prosecution. It shouldn't be a competition. Uh, so we envisage that the, the Anti-Corruption Commission will deal with the very top echelon of cases of corruption, the very top echelon of cases of organized crime, and that should free the National Prosecuting Authority up quite considerably to prosecute the thousands of other matters that it's forced to deal with every day. Uh, there's plenty of work to go around. Nobody will be sitting twiddling their fingers. Um, so importantly, it must, it must operate in consultation with the National Director of Public Prosecution. So we could, at, at the time that it, it is ready to go to Parliament, you know, once it's been passed, we can have a discussion with the NPA. Uh, either it can subsume the Independent or Investigative Directorate and take over those uh, people or those skills that it does have, even though they will be insufficient, or they can retain those skills within the NPA and run the investigative directorate to deal with those, that class of corruption and organized crime that is one step down from what the uh, Anti-Corruption Commission will deal with. There will still be plenty of work to go around. There will still be plenty of corruption cases to prosecute. Believe me, you could keep five Anti-Corruption Commissions busy with the kind of work that is available out there. Sadly, sadly. So... So it isn't intended to be a competition. There isn't intended to be any one-upmanship. It's it's meant to complement the work of the National Prosecuting Authority, but in such a fashion that it's able to be more effective because it is independent. So it will meet the requirements that were set out in the Glenister cases in the Constitutional Court. The investigating directorate, permanent or not, does not meet those requirements and may very well be unconstitutional. 
I was going to ask you that. Uh, you are supporting IDEC to some extent, yet you feel that it could be unconstitutional, but you're not going to go to court to prove that, are you? We're not going to take that issue to court right now, no. Um, because it is a measure that is put in place, and 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 the deputy minister was quite honest. Uh, you know, when he was backed into a corner, he was forced to admit it's stopgap legislation. Uh, you know, 30 years into a constitutional democracy, we shouldn't be passing legislation that you can refer to as stopgap legislation. Parliament shouldn't be spending its time, and our committee shouldn't be spending considerable time debating and trying to improve stopgap legislation when we have one of the highest crime rates in the world. We should be passing legislation that effectively deals with the issues that offers South Africans a solution to the problems that they're, that they're experiencing. So we can either run them parallel and let them come from each other. The Anti-Corruption Commission can subsume the idea, can take over its functions as well as its own wider functions. And, and it, it's, it, it shouldn't be difficult. It, 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 it's not a competition. It's not intended to be a competition. And it's definitely not intended to undermine or usurp the authority of the National Directive of Public Prosecutions. Uh, that institution is so important. It is vital that it functions. And and this is intended simply as a measure to to ensure that that very top echelon of, of corruption and organized crime get the kind of attention that will see people being convicted and imprisoned. Can you tell us what the attitude of NPA is with regards to the new Scorpions versus the government's IDAC? Well, the NPA was very eager to have the amendment bill passed uh, because they were having a, a lot of trouble attracting any kind of skills with with a, with an IDAC that is merely the product of a proclamation, uh, which I understand. Uh, who's going to give up their cushy job in the private sector to go and work in a unit that is, uh, you know, that is the, the product of a, a proclamation and can be closed down uh, with a stroke of a pen tomorrow. So so that is a problem for them, and that's one of the reasons why they were so uh, keen to have support from Parliament for, for, for this particular piece of legislation. It's one of the reasons why we supported it. Um, the attitude of the NPA towards the Anti-Corruption Commission is uh, probably best put a little hesitant, but we have had discussions. Um they're not not willing to come to the table, and I think that uh, that if everybody is sensible and adopts uh, the attitude that what we need to do is not for our own ego, it's not for our own selves, it's not um, for our own little you know miswhippy, then uh, then we can find each other. This this is what is in the best, I believe, in the best interests of South Africa and South Africans. I believe it offers an effective, tangible solution to the massive problem of corruption and organized crime in South Africa. And there's only one way to fight organized crime and corruption, uh, and that is with very experienced, very effective prosecutors and investigators and and uh, and proper resourcing both financially and with access to forensic skills. Now, with these bodies 
these crime-busting bodies still in the making or not, how soon do you believe some of the looters can be held accountable in a successful way? Well, the, you know, the National Prosecuting Authority at the moment is the only prosecuting body in South Africa. It's their job to do it, and, and they must do it. They, uh, they have the ID. They, they have received donor funding. They have managed to, to retain and reattract some skills. Uh, we saw the, the complete disaster that was um, the Free State matter. Uh, yeah, they have appealed it. How was that? Is was is going to prove to be remains to be seen. Um, it's not an it's not an easy task appealing that kind of thing, and and I'm not entirely sure that they'll be successful. If they're not successful, it will take a long time to wipe that egg off their face. So when you say they must do it, but, but can know, they, they must, do it? Well, they must. They must now. You know, there, there, there's no there's no shortage of of um, big corruption cases. There's no shortage of matters that should be ready for court. I mean, none of this stuff is new. We've known it for years. Uh, it's, it's, the investigations didn't start this weekend. And the NPA really should be in a position to prosecute quite a number of those big cases in the first half of uh, 2024 uh, and successfully. And if they aren't or if they don't or if they can't, well, then the problem is, you know, much bigger than a lot of people think it is. Uh, and I'm one of the people who think that the problem is very big. Um, and then, you know, we may have to go back to the drawing board completely, not only with an anti-corruption commission, but we're going to have to find ways together uh, of making the NPA bigger, better, stronger. And, and, it's, and, and that is what we want to achieve. We want to achieve a bigger, better, stronger NPA, and and I'm sure we're all willing to do whatever it takes. Certainly, the Democratic Alliance is willing to do whatever it takes to make that happen. Uh, a strong, effective, efficient national prosecuting authority is essential for a constitutional democracy. It's essential in the fight against crime. It's essential to get South Africa off the fatif grey list. It's essential for us to occupy our space in the international community. If we cannot uphold the rule of law. If there are no consequences for antisocial behaviour, well, then, you know, we've, we're done. So um, we, need to, we need to be able to work together. We all need to be adults in the room. Thank you. That was Glynis Breitenbach, the Democratic Alliance's Shadow Minister of Justice, speaking to Biz News. I'm Christine. Thank you, Glynis. Sure.